Thank you for tuning in to the New Birth Podcast. There's a word of hope for you today, and we are excited for what God is doing here at New Birth. For more information, visit our website, nvplaceofhope.com. Now for the message by our senior pastor, Gabby Mejia. Amen. I want to I wanna invite you to go with me to the gospel according to St. John. And, and uh, as the last sermon of the year, uh, we're going we're gonna to speak on Jesus, the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. And we typically take this Sunday to do a, our candlelight gathering. Um, and there's a portion of scripture in John chapter 8 where Jesus speaks. And in John chapter 8, verse number 12, the Bible says, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. I am the light of the world. And if you follow me, if you follow me, Jesus being a light is not conditional. That's who he is. But you becoming who God wants you to be is conditioned on you. On if you follow me. If you follow me, you will not walk in darkness. And here's why. Because you will have the light that leads. Oh God, that's a message right there. To life. The gospel according to St. John archives and or records seven claims that Jesus says of himself. There is an episode in Matthew chapter 16 where Jesus asks his disciples pertaining to who he is. And he asks, who do the people say that I am? And then he asks the disciples, well, who do you say that I am? And we know the story. Peter said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. But on this occasion in this occasion Jesus is affirming who he is and her and who he is or the declaration Jesus is making on who he is is not limited to who he is but it is an expression of who he is for the moment whereby the people are in if you notice in Exodus Moses has an encounter with God, and God tells Moses, go to Egypt and tell Pharaoh and tell the Egyptian people to let my people go. And Moses asks, tells God, God, when, when I get to Moses and I tell him to let my people go, your people go, he's going to ask me, what's the name of your God? And, and what name do I give him? And God tells Moses, tell him that I said, I am that I am. And he says that because God is not limited to a specific expression of who he is but on this occasion Jesus is saying I am the light of the world he told Moses I am that I am but now in this moment he's saying here's what I am not for the world right now but I am for you I am the light of the world and John archives seven claims of Jesus in John chapter 6 48 Jesus says I am the bread of life in John chapter 8, verse 12, which is the verse we're talking about, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. In John 10, 9, Jesus says, I am the door. And if any man enters through me, shall receive green pastures. 
in John chapter 10, verse 11, he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. In John chapter 15, 25, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. In John 14, 6, he says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And in John chapter 15, he says, I am the vine. And he says those I am's for specific moments. Remember, when Jesus speaks, or when Jesus spoke, rather, he spoke with intentionality. He spoke with purpose. He spoke for a reason. And so when we look at the Bible and we turn to the pages that are written in red, we have to take heed and pay attention to what Jesus is saying. And so in such statements that Jesus makes, doesn't reveal much about him, but rather it reveals much about the world around us. Why does Jesus say he's the light? Because there was darkness. Why on one occasion Jesus says there was, he's the bread of life? Because there was a moment that the people were hungry for food, spiritual food. Why was it that Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life? Because people were walking in darkness, in obscurity, and in ignorance. So every time Jesus says he is something, he is responding to the need of the world he's a part of. He says, this is who I am about myself because I want to offer what you need in your moment of decay. So today we will focus our attention out of the seven claims of Christ. We're going to focus our attention on the one Jesus says in John 8, 12, which is, I am the light of the world. Jesus, when he speaks, he's intentional. When he goes somewhere, it's intentional. The Bible says that Jesus said, I need to go to Samaria. Gospel according to John. That wasn't coincidental. It was, it was intentional. Everywhere Jesus goes, whenever Jesus speaks, wherever Jesus speaks, the time of the day in which he speaks in, everything Jesus does, he does it intentional. And I want you to understand that because if you are in Christ and you follow Christ, everything he allows you to go through is with intentionality. And just, I, I, I mean, I, I could finish preaching on that point alone and send you home. Because then that will answer the question to why am I going through what I'm going through. When you understand that God is omniscient, what does omniscient mean? That he is all-knowing. He has all science. All knowledge is in his existence. And if he's all-knowing, all science, and he is in your heart, and you are his servant, he is your master, that means that everything you're going through, he already knew it. And if you already knew it and he allowed you to go through what you're going through, guess what? He's in control. If he knows everything before he made us, and before he made us, he knew it all, and he knew everything you was going to go through, including the things you've been through the past 364 days of your life, and he was aware of all that, and on spite of that, he allowed you to live it. That's, that's a message in and of itself, and it tells you there's a reason why I've allowed you to go through the things you're going through, because I want to be a light in the middle of those moments of your life. And so listen to this. He was intentional. So when Jesus says... I am the light of the world in this context. What he said was intentional. But where he said it was intentional as well. Where did Jesus say this? 
Look what the Bible says in John chapter 8, verse 20. What he says. In John chapter 8, verse 12, he says, I am the light of the world. But now, verse 20 is going to give us the context. And it's going to tell us, he spoke these words while teaching in the temple courts. Check this out. Near the place where the offerings were put. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Not in front of Mickey D's. He says, I am the light of the world. While he was teaching in the temple courts near the place of the offerings. Now, what's so important about the place of the offerings? There were two massive golden lampstands on which hung a multitude of lamps lighted after the evening sacrifice, which was the sacrifice of the Feast of Tabernacles. And it was believed that the radiance of these two big lampstands was so great and so powerful that it literally diffused the entire city. When Jesus says, I am the light of the world, he doesn't go to a dark, remote place. He goes to a place where there's so much light that it illuminates the entire city. And in the middle of that radiant expression, he says, I am the light. Now, this light in the temple courts was the light that would illuminate Israel. If you were traveling at night and your GPS didn't work. Yeah, I was supposed to laugh. No GPS. All right, anyway. And your GPS don't work in the Bible days. All you had to do was look for where the lights were shining. And wherever you saw the light, that was the place of the feast of the tabernacle, the, 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 the celebration of feast. Why? Because that was where all of these lamps were shining and bright. And you, you would know exactly where you were as long as you kept your eyes on the lamp. And Jesus is saying, this lamp that I'm standing in front of is the lamp that illuminates the city. But I am the light that not only illuminates the city, I am the light of the world. And it doesn't matter how dark your world may be. It doesn't matter how dark your circumstance may be. It doesn't matter how dark your bringing may have been if you come in the direction of the light the light has the power to change your course forever so my question to you is are you diffusing light are you expressing the light of God here's the truth about we live about here's the truth about the world we live in today the truth is this there is darkness in the world. Can somebody say amen? We live in a dark world. Dark world. But let me give you the symbolism of darkness. When people think of darkness, they think of distress. When people think of darkness, you attribute it to mourning, to crying, confusion, to ignorance. And that's when you say, you know what, I'm in the dark in this area. That means I am unaware. Usually darkness has a lot to do with mourning, confusion. Confusion. When you're perturbed, you're in dark. Darkness. And there are people that throughout the course of this year, you have been walking through what David said, valleys of the shadow. Valleys of shadow and of death. Dark moments. But let me submit to you that God is not intimidated by the darkest moments. As a matter of fact, God loves the dark. Did you know that? We in America, in the Western civilization, we operate our day system this way, day and night. Right? We wake up in the morning, we do everything. God operates the opposite. 
That's when you read the Bible in Genesis chapter 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was dark and void. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. And in the middle of darkness, God said, let there be light. And then the Bible says, and it was the darkness, it was the night and the morning, the first day. God always operates from darkness into light. We operate from light into darkness. I'm here to tell you that God is not intimidated by how dark your circumstance may be. God looked at a world that was in chaos. He looked at a world that was distorted. He looked at a world that was messed up. And he stood right in it. And he said, let there be light. And there was light. Now the reality of darkness is evident everywhere. We see darkness when we turn on the television, darkness is everywhere. Terrorism all over the place. Wars, rumors of war. Oppression. Sexual abuse. Just this week. As a matter of fact, just yesterday, some of the members of our church went to Florida Mall. I don't know why you, you, heard, you heard what happened yesterday in Florida Mall. There was a shootout. Who goes shopping with a gun? Devil is alive. Oh, yo, there was a shootout. Distress. Everybody's ambivalent. Everybody's going crazy. Everybody's in chaos. The world is in chaos. This is the reality of darkness. You can see it in the news. It's viewed in media. Viewed in media. I remember when I was a kid. I'm going to tell you how old I am, but when I tell you this show, you know how old I am. There was a show used to call, that, we, that we used to watch called The Brady Bunch. Remember? Here's a story. Of a man named Brady who was living with three very oh, yeah, Google it. The Brady Bunch was composed of a man with three kids and a woman with three kids. They got married. Long story short is whenever you would see the Brady Bunch and it was time to go to bed, husband Brady would not sleep in the same bed with wife Brady. They both slept in the same room, but he had his bed, she had her bed. Right? Because it, it, the, 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 they, they, they didn't want to distort perversion in television. Right? So there was never a sex. Today, today, if they want to sell you Band-Aids, it's a woman in a thong. If they, they want to sell you Band-Aid, it's with an alcohol bottle. And, 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 and the world has come so perverted. I mean, I, I was watching a show the other day. And for every three words, there was a bad word. And I'm like, is this cable or is this channel 65? This is the dark world we're living in. That what used to be wrong is okay today. We're living in a dark world. You turn on the TV and you watch a show, you're watching more pornography than you want to show. Filthy language. Violence. This is the world we're living in. And, and, and the world is saying, darkness is good. And the world is saying, this is how we live life. But I'm here to tell you today that wherever the light is, light will always dissipate darkness. While, there'll be, while there may be multiple degrees of darkness in the world, somebody has to turn on the light. And so, friend, I'm here to tell you, I don't know how dark, tumultuous your world may have been, but I'm here to tell you, Jesus can offer you hope in the middle of your darkness. Why? Because Jesus is the light of the world. Somebody say amen. amen. Touch your neighbor, tell him Jesus is the light. And John the Apostle attests to this in John chapter 1, verses 4 through 9. Listen to what Jesus says. 
John says of Jesus. He says, pertaining to Jesus. In him was the life. In who? In Jesus. And that life was the light of mankind. The light that shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. And then he explained there was a man sent from God whose name was John, talking about himself. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He says he, John, was not the light, but he came only as a witness to the light. Every one of us that are here today, we're not the source of our energy. We are here to radiate the energy of the power of the God that we serve. In my house, my wife, my wife decided to buy, no, 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 I'm going to behave today. He's the last year, somebody, my, my, my wife decided to buy those little, those little uh, lamp things that you insert in the ground and, and you illuminate the little landscape, you know, real nice, right? And so she bought those and before we used to have it and you had to plug it to a wall, but, but, but now, she, you know, we, we went, we're going green, right? And so, and so she bought one that, that the solar, right? The solar. So, so as long as the sun hits these light things, these little, what do you call these things? The little, the little, that, yeah. As long as the sun hits the, hits the little lamp, uh, at nighttime when the sun is no longer there, the lamps turn on. But the only reason why the lamps turn on is because during the day, the sun gave it the energy that it needed. So now when I look at the light, I, I can't say, oh, like, you're so cute. No, because if the sun would have refused to shine, there would have been no light to radiate. So when I look at the light that that lamp is shining, I have to accredit it to the sun that gave So you and I are that lamp on the earth. So that's why when I come to church and I serve God, it is the light of God that illuminates me to such a degree that when I go in my darkest world John says I am not the light but I came as a witness to the light what light the true light that gives light to everyone coming into the world so Jesus says of himself on two occasions he says I am the light first time John chapter 9 verse 5 let me give you context the Bible says there was a man who was born blind if he's born blind he doesn't know what light is. He was born blind. And the Bible says that the disciples asked Jesus, Master, who sent him or his father that he was born blind? Because in the Bible days, if you were sick, they, they already prejudged you and said, you must have done something wrong or your parents must have done something wrong because God don't like ugly. So they asked the disciples, hey, who sent him or his parents that he's been born blind? Jesus says, no, no, no. He didn't sin. His parents didn't sin. But I allowed this to happen so that the Father may be glorified. Listen to what I'm telling you. I don't know how dark your circumstance might have been. I don't know how difficult your moments have been. And you have been condemning yourself saying, God, I must have done something wrong. I must have done something bad. Sometimes you do bad things and you reap the things you did. But other times God just allowed things to happen because the darker your moment and your circumstance is becomes an opportunity for the light of God to radiate in your darkest hour. And Jesus says, no, 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 he didn't sin. And, and don't get it twisted. And don't be posting on social media. Hashtag sin and there you go. No. 
I'm allowing this because I want to get the glory out of it. And it is in that context that he says in verse 5, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Now, understand this. To say this to us, we get it. But to talk about light to a man who doesn't know what that is, he's looking at the people saying, I am the light of the world, and next beside him is a man who has never seen light in the, in the history of his existence. And Jesus has the power to look at a man who never saw light and tell him, Papa, I'm the light of the world. What does that look like? Don't worry about it. If you just accept me, you're going to have everything that you have never thought you can have. That's why as bad as life may be, if you add Jesus in the equation of your heart, he can bring light into your marriage, light into your home, light into your finances, light into your body. All you need is Jesus, the light of the world. He says, I am the light of the world. In the middle of his darkest moments. Why? Because your darkest moment does not intimidate the light that shines in darkness. Your darkest moments does not intimidate Jesus. Your darkest moment does not put God in a corner. Oh my God, what are we going to do? And who's going to go? You going to go? You? No, no. Jesus said in the middle of chaos, let there be light. And it was light. And then he said, and it was good. And the second time Jesus says he's light was in John chapter 12, verse 46. Listen to what he says. He says, I have come into the world as a light. So that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. I'm, I'm going to say it again. He says, I come to this world as a light. And I come for this purpose. So that as you see the light, you can believe. Because once you believe, you will no longer. Keyword, no longer. I'm going to say it again. No longer walk in darkness. What are you trying to tell me, Pastor? That once I come to Jesus, my whole life is going to be shiny and daisy? No. What I'm telling you is that when you have Christ in your life, you can be walking through the valley of the shadow of death, but you will fear no evil. Why? Because the Lord is with you. And who is the Lord? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? So whenever I'm in a dark moment, he becomes a light to my foot and a lamp to my path. So I may be in the darkest room, but I always got a light because the light is Jesus and he's in me. And if the light is in me, I I got power over the darkness. Listen to me. So how do I get out of darkness while well, I'm living in a dark world? The way out of darkness is, check this out, here we go. Believing in Jesus. Let me say it again. Not going to church. Believing in Jesus. Jesus said, he is the light. He is not a light. He is the light. Listen to me. There's a difference between a light and the light. Jesus is not a light. Jesus is the light that illuminates every light. Even as he alone provides the true and living way, based on John 14, 6. As the light, Jesus is the source of light. John 8, 12. The abundant life, which comes with joy, peace, and love, based on John 10, 10. 
He is the eternal life, including resurrection, based on John 11.25. Jesus, my friend, is the light of this world. Why did Jesus say, I'm the light of the world? First of all, he wasn't talking to the world. He was talking to Israel. He should have just said, I'm the light of Israel. But Jesus looks at the Israelites and the Jews, and he says, I am not the light of y'all. I'm the light. My light is bigger than Israel. This light that is illuminating the city, this is the light of the city. And it illuminates the city. But outside the city, there's darkness. He says, I'm big. My light is great. I'm the light of the world. Not only for Jews, but for Gentiles, for the nations as well. But this light is available, check this out, for all who believe this light is available for everybody who decides to believe. To believe in Jesus. That's what John says in, 12, in chapter 12, verse 46. Jesus says, I have come into the world. I could have came as a lion. He says, I came to this world as a light. So that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. To what? To what? To those who follow Jesus. In John 8, 12, he says... Jesus spoke to the people once more concerning and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. So Jesus is the light for those who follow him. Jesus is the light for those who follow him. And this is how you become a light. Here's how. By becoming a disciple. I'm going to say that again. Jesus becomes a light for those who cross over from just becoming followers of Jesus and becoming disciples of Christ. Now notice the connection. Listen to me. Notice the connection between following Jesus and being a disciple. The word disciple literally means a follower, but also means a learner, an apprentice, a student. And this is important because when you, well, I follow Christ, guess what? In the Bible, G, everywhere Jesus went, the multitudes followed him. As a matter of fact, on one occasion, Jesus was doing his triumphant entry into Jerusalem, riding on a donkey, and the multitudes were following him, saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And a couple of days later, the same people that follow him will crucify him, crucify him, kill him. So just because you are in the crowd doesn't mean you are a disciple. Just because you go to church on Sunday, that doesn't make you a disciple. Just because you go to church on Sunday, that doesn't make you a true believer. Just because you go to church on Sunday, you got to be a disciple. And being a disciple is believing in the light. They follow Jesus, the masses. But that didn't mean they were 100% committed to him. Because many people... Follow the light, but not everyone is in the light. You can follow the light, but one thing is follow the light. One thing is to be in the light. One thing is to follow the light. Follow the light is, I got, I got, you know, it's like the little dog in, in the little YouTube video. They, they're putting the light, right, on the wall, and the dog is going crazy following the light. When all along, all he has to do is go to the master, because the master has the light. And some people live life following the light and following the light. No, 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 no. Get with the light so that through you, you can illuminate the light you're after. A true follower of Christ is a disciple of Christ. 
Therefore, only those who become his disciples will walk in his light. And how do I become a disciple? What is the prerequisite in becoming a disciple? Here it is, abiding by his word. Abiding by his word. Are you truly his disciples? Are you truly a follower of Christ? Look what, look, look what, look what Jesus says in John 8, 31. Look what he says. He's not, he's not speaking to Puerto Ricans, Dominicans. He's speaking to the Jews. And it don't, don't get no more religious than Jews. It don't get no more, no more holy than Jews. Look what he says. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold my teaching, you are really my disciples. He didn't say if you go to church. He didn't say, Jews, if you keep keeping the Sabbath and you go every, every Saturday, you take an animal and you cut it and you kill it and you sacrifice it. No, 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 no. If, here's how you want to know if you're my real disciple. If you hold, if you guard, if you live my teaching. Let me ask you a question. When was the last time you read your Bible? When was the last time you read it? When was the last time you opened that book and said, Lord... You know, you know, we go through headache and we go through hell. Lord, I'm going I'm to open the Bible. Wherever the Bible lands, my finger lands, that's a word for me. I'm not talking about that. That's foolishness. Opening the Bible and say, God, I want to hear your voice. I want to get to know you. I want to love you. I want to know more about you. When was the last time you opened that book you have in your bookshelf and on your back phone? And then, and then you have all these apps and you play with all the apps and you open all the apps and the least app you open is the Bible. You want to know God? Why was I smacking my butt for? Oh, yeah, because you put, you put it in your back pocket. Okay. So do we really have Christ? Do we really have Christ? Look what, look what John, the apostle, says in first, second John chapter number 1, verse 9. Look what he says. He says, anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ, look what he says, does not have God. Come out. I thought if I accept Jesus, I'm a Lord and Savior, I got God. He says, if you do not continue in the teaching of Christ, you do not have God. Now, whoever continues in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. So this light, God says, I am the light. How do you attain it? Believing. But believing now is going to push you into becoming a disciple. And being a disciple will make you a son of God and live life in the midst of your darkest hour. Now, three things happen based on John chapter 8 when we preserve in the word of God. Number one, we walk in the light, which is Jesus. Number two, we become light. And number three, we... So I ask you, church... How's your light shining in your home? How's your light shining at the workplace? How's your light shining in conversations you have on social media? How's your light shining in your daily living? Because as we abide in his words, we not only walk in light, look what the Bible says, 
See, this is why God wants you to abide in the word. Because as you abide in the word, you are not only walking in the light, but you yourself eventually become a light. Reflecting what light? Your light? No, his light. Look what Paul says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 15, 16. It says, he says, then you will shine among them. How? Like the stars in the sky. As you hold firmly to the word. Here's the key. The word of life. Your radiance is dependent on you loving and living by the word of God. And then he says, and then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. Church, we have been taken out of darkness. And let me tell you, I don't know about you, but I know the symptoms of darkness. I know what it is to walk in the dark. I'm the type of person, I'm very conscient of, conscious of other people. And when I'm, when, when, you know, you know I'm, 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 I'm over 40 years old now. I confess, I'm 47. But something happened when I hit 40. Something happened to me biologically when I hit 40. And what happened to me is that every night I have to go to the bathroom. When I was younger, I fight it. My body says, you got to go. I'm like, no, you better chill. I'm sleeping. At 40, my body always wins. So I have to get up and go to the bathroom. I don't know if it's my bladder. I don't know what it is. I, there's a demon in me. I can't pray for your man. Got to go to the bathroom. And the older you get, the more you have to go. I don't know what it is. Got to go. Even if I don't drink, I got to go. What am I, what am I, what am I urinating? I haven't drank nothing. I'm urinating air. I mean, it's just crazy what I'm going through. And so, and so, I don't like to turn on the light and disrupt my wife's sleep. So, so, so when, you know, you know, when, when, I, when I started frequenting the, bath, the bathroom, I, I would have problems at night because I, I, I couldn't see things at night. So I wouldn't turn on my phone and the flashlight. I wouldn't do that. You know, I'm, I'm always, you know, respecting my wife that you could get her beauty nap and, you know, all that little stuff. You know, you know. <laughs> right? And, 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 and at, 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 at the beginning, at the beginning of that process, uh, when I would wake up, I, I would hit the corner of the bed. I, I didn't measure it right, right? So I was hitting the edge of the bed with my toe, and, and the couch was there, and my wife, you know, uh, tacos, high heels, you know, I was stumbling over these tacos, and I feel like choking her when I hit my toe, and, 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 but I kept on sleeping, and she kept on sleeping. And, 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 and it came to a point that, that I, I, this is how I was walking because I, I wasn't certain of what was in front of me. I hadn't measured my environment. But after going to the bathroom, so much now. Literally, I get up with my eyes closed, and, and that takes seven steps, make a right, three steps, make a left. I, I got it. I don't need to touch nothing. I don't need to hold nothing. I know where everything is at. You don't have to worry about me stumbling. Why? Because, because, because I am familiar to the darkness. And many times, your darkness has been so dark that at first you were like, oh my God, I can't. But you've been so used to the dark that you made your darkness your final abode. But I'm here to tell you this morning that Jesus Christ did not call you to live life uncertain. Jesus Christ did not call you to live life in darkness. He is the 
the light of the world. And when the light is on, there is no fear to walk in darkness. And though I walk through the valley of the shadow and of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. But we are responsible in keeping the light on. You're responsible. I'm responsible. That's why Paul tells the church, the Gentile church, in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 8, he tells them, for once you were in darkness. Once you were stumbling in darkness, but now you are light. Once he was messing up, but now you are light. And look what he says. Because you are light, live as children of light. Now that you are light, don't act like it. Live like it. Live it in your house, in your job, in your private time. When nobody's watching, live your life in the light. Jesus started out saying, I am the light of the world. When he chose his disciples. He stood in the middle of a blind man, John chapter 9, and says, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. But right before Jesus is done with the 12, listen to what he tells them in Matthews chapter number 5. He says now to the disciples who were once in darkness, he tells them, but now you are the light of the world a town built on a hill cannot be hidden neither do people light up a lamp and put it under a bowl instead they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house in the same way let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds your deeds we're not saved by works but your deeds radiate the glory of God this is not, this is not a salvation of works, it's a salvation of grace. But this grace comes with deeds. That they may see your good deeds and do this and glorify the Father. That they may see the light coming out of you and give God glory for the light of the world. Who is in heaven? Listen to me. If Jesus is the light of the world, then Satan is the prince of darkness. And, they, and the devil works best in dark places. That's why the devil's kingdom operates in the occult. That's where we get the occultism from. Things that happen in darkness. Things that happen in the, in the dark. Why? Because Satan's battlefield is everything that's dark anything that is dark that's the devil's field those things we hide is the devil's grounds those feelings we hide and we keep to ourselves in the dark that's the opportunity for the devil to take over your life those desires that we gratify in darkness the devil has advantage because he is the prince of the darkness this is why you cannot live in the dark when you walk in Jesus. This is why when you cross over into the light, you got to say goodbye to the darkness because that's the devil's domain. And you're no longer a son of the enemy. You're a child of God. 
Well, I ask you today, are you stumbling and confused in chaos and darkness? Are you continuously making a habitual mess of your life? I got the antidote to you today, and that is come to Jesus. Come to the light of the world. And don't just come to him, follow him. And don't just follow him, believe him. And don't just believe him, become a disciple. And don't just be a disciple, fall in love with his word. So that you may have that light. So that you can be a light to others walking in darkness. And as you reflect the light of Christ in your life, you will give God glory with all that you do. Friend, I'm going to count to three right now. I don't know how dark this year has been for you. Church, would you please help me pray? I don't know how dark this season has been for you. You might have underwent a horrible year, 2018. Some of y'all are hoping for 2019 to come because this year's just been so horrific. And you're like, I don't know how I'm going to make it next year. But wouldn't it be great to walk in 2019 with the light of the world and giving him all of your dark areas and those things that no one knows but you and your conscience and your guilt? And surrender those things to Jesus wouldn't it be nice to give this light your life John said and this was the light the light of men and so today I'm gonna count to three if you want light in the middle of your darkness pastor but can God use me yes because God is not like us God loves the darkness to invade it with his light and so I'm going to count to three. If you want Jesus, the light of the world, I want you not to be the second to raise your hand, the third to raise your hand, but to be the very first and say, Jesus, would you come into my dark world and my dark mind and my dark situation? And I need that light. If that's you, every eye closed, every head bowed, if that's you and you want Jesus, when I count to three, you're going to raise your hand and shoot it up like a rocket to the sky. And we're going to pray with and for you all over this room. If you want Jesus, at the count of three, raise your hand. Here we go. One, two, three. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. I see one hand to the glory of God. I see two hands to the glory of God. I see three hands to the glory of God. I see four hands. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. To the glory of God. Come on. Come on. The light is shining. The light is shining. Come on. Y'all can make better noise than that. Come on, slap those hands for Jesus. We hope this message has inspired you. As a place of hope, our church is committed to reach our community. If you'd like more information about New Birth, visit our website at nbplaceofhope.com.